Hello everyone, welcome to another podcast, episode number nine for the Not So Special PT. And today's all about women, training, weight fluctuations, what you should and shouldn't do. Um, so we're going to start with weight fluctuations because I think it's a massive deal and I think it's a, a thing why a lot of women actually give up because they don't understand what happens when or why they fluctuate in weight and what's the reason behind it. And that's usually the thing that puts them off and they, they think too much about the weight. They don't think about like the relation between body fat and weight and what actually gets them fat loss and obviously what makes their weight fluctuate up and down, which can be quite soul destroying, especially when they've been really good, but it's out of your control. So it's something you, you should not worry about. So weight fluctuations, okay? Now, most of the time it's through water, water retention, okay? So there's an easy way to fix that, or for most of the time anyway, is by drinking water. If you don't drink enough water, your body will store as much water as possible because it thinks it's not going to get any for uh, God knows how many days. It's a survival thing. So the more you drink, the more you're giving your body the freedom to sort of get rid of that retained water. Now, the best thing about this is that you will be lighter and you will look thinner. Usually all this water is stored around the abdomen, so at the bottom of the abdomen, and that will be flushed away if you start drinking more regularly and, uh, well, two, three litres a day and you drink more regularly, that will flush out and you will look thinner as well as being lighter, okay? But there are certain things you obviously you can't uh, control with weight and weight water retention. So next one is through carbohydrates, okay? Now, carbohydrates are not bad. They affect your weight, so with carbohydrates uh, comes water. So for every one gram of carbohydrates, there's four mils of water comes on with that car carbohydrates. So if you have a heavy carb day the day before, the next day you might be a little bit heavier, okay? Just through water retention. Now, you can still be in a deficit, um, but just then a few more carbs could make your weight spike a little bit now this is when you get people who start diets okay and they lose weight really quickly so what they do is they start drinking more water hence all that water retention is sort of flushed away so they don't hold on to water as much they reduce their calories so i.e their carbohydrates most of the time uh, that's why that again water retention goes there is no uh, excess water coming from those carbohydrates and then also this is the third point their time of the month um it depends on when they started their plan there could be water retention from your uh period yeah so if you get it at the right time, you could be five, six, seven pounds lighter after your first week of a deficit. But 
maybe one or two of them will be body fat, depending on your calorie deficit. Okay. So talking about the third point, your cycle. So your first week, you're going to retain water. Okay, because of your estrogen levels, you retain water and you will put on a couple of pounds. Okay, now I've talked about this before and I'll do a different um, talk on it, but this is still the best part of your cycle to actually start a plan. So from your period to uh, the follicular phase part two, so that's your second week, that's when you're going to be performing your best, when you're going to feel your best. So these are the best times to start a plan. But the important thing is, is that you use the cycle as a tracking tool. Okay. So usually the cycle is four weeks, 28 days, week one, week two, week three, week four. Now I want you to compare week one against week one of the next cycle. Week two against week two, week three, week three, week four, week four. That will keep you consistent in sort of the weight fluctuations, apart from obviously the carbohydrates. Um, but over a four-week period, you should show big differences. You, if you are in a 550-calorie deficit per day, for four weeks, you will lose four pounds or there or thereabouts, guaranteed. Now, a lot of people say, oh, God, I haven't lost any weight. And so it's because you're not in a calorie deficit. If you're in a calorie deficit for three, four weeks, it will show. Or 16 weeks, you'll be around 16 pounds lighter. Yeah, depending on your deficit. If it's 550 calorie deficit a day, you'll be around 16 pounds lighter, depending on weight fluctuations. So it'll be two pounds either side. Yeah. So this is a thing that a lot of women get disheartened about and it's out of their control. You can't, you can't, uh, like, obviously you can drink more water, but from day to day, you can't control how much you weigh, but you can control your calorie deficit. You can control your, uh, the amount of protein you take in. You can control the amount of workouts you do, the amount of steps you do. So they're the things you've got to focus on. But your weight is a tool to show that if you are in a calorie deficit or not. But as a woman, I would, like I said before, week one against week one of your cycle, week two against week two, week three, week four. Now, obviously, menopause, older person, you are, you don't have the fluctuations in hormones. So you're not going to have the fluctuations in weight. You are going to have some fluctuations, obviously, like I said, water, um, carbohydrates, but your hormones aren't going to make, play a big part like they would usually um, if you had your cycle. So the only problem with uh, menopause is that fat oxidation is a bit slower. So you have to probably go a bit longer with your calorie deficit to get where you want to do. It'll be fat loss won't be as quick, but that shouldn't matter. If you understand how to get maintenance, use maintenance calories, calorie deficit, you just got to do it for a few more weeks. That's all it is uh, to get where you want to be. So it's not an excuse. Don't use an excuse because then excuses means you never start. 
get on your calorie deficit, figure out what works and do it. But um, weight fluctuation seems to be this thing that stops people in the tracks. So it's, so let's talk about the January people to start with. So God knows how many millions of people drop out. So let's say their cycle is bang on. First of Jan, second, third, fourth, beginning of the year. That's week one. Week two, so they're highly motivated. They do two weeks, third week hits. Now this is where in their cycle, their performance levels will go stupidly low. Their weight, um, their cravings will go up. Um, they'll feel crappy, they'll feel moody. Um, so they won't feel very good, but they won't understand what's happening and why it's affecting them during exercise, okay? So usually they'll quit, okay? Now, I always say that motivation is a, it masks problems. So if you are highly motivated, you're not going to be motivated for long. I'm afraid it's going to be a two, three, four week thing. You have to have the underlying habits underneath. So um, break your bad habits, work on them, take some time to actually work on those bad habits. Like making them, remember, we kill bad habits by making them more difficult to do, but you have to understand that you are doing them. Usually they're unconscious because habits start from doing something and being rewarded. Okay. So that's habits, good habits or bad habits. Okay. And it only becomes a bad habit if it affects your life or affects what you're trying to achieve. So a habit of um, having a biscuit every time you go past the office. Okay. It's a habit at first, but once you start putting weight on, it's a bad habit. And it's something you've got to become conscious of that you are actually doing it to then do something about it. The thing is with habits, the more you do them, the more, uh, the less brain capacity you need to actually fulfill that task. That's why it becomes so easy to do without you even thinking about it. It's like practice. The more you practice, the less you have to think about it. Every time you go past there, the practice is so good. You just pick it up, put it in your mouth, done you don't even think about it and you're not even conscious of that habit okay so the first thing about bad habit become conscious of it and then make it more difficult to do from that point okay so for these people who start in january you need to become conscious of your bad habits try and do something about them start make um good habits reward yourself for doing good things it doesn't have to be food by the way um, but like if you go for a run just think how good you feel take note in how good you feel after it that's a reward okay and then that's more likely to you so if you do that you reward yourself you feel good about doing that you're more likely to do it again but if you can't do something or you find so if you say I'm going to do a five mile run and you don't even get out the door then next time just say okay I'll go for a five minute run Five minute run, do it. If you do five minutes, 
you go home, fantastic. Win. Feel good about it, more chance of doing it again. And then we build habits from there. So it's called habit stacking. So you're going to do five minutes, do it a few times, and you go, okay, well, now I can do 10 minutes. I'm going to do 10-minute run. I could do that. And you go, do, 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 do it a few weeks. You've got a habit. 10, 10, 10 uh, minute runs then you can do okay i'm now i'm gonna do it uh do 20 squats before i do it i can do that done okay it's all about building habits on top of habits but make sure you feel good about doing those habits to create good ones okay um so yeah like i said in january you need to think about doing these things before you even think about starting a program there's no point in doing a program four or five times a week for two, three weeks. I'd rather you do gym once a week and then do 10,000 steps for the next two years. That's going to get you a hell of a lot more results. But even 10,000 steps a day plus calorie control, that's going to get you far like, better results than anything in the gym. Yeah, so we need to think about easy things to do, make it achievable habits and then go and achieve it and then as you do that you can build on them and obviously in a year's time you're going to be a completely different person like it's a i wouldn't say it was a long game because a year of your life to change your outlook on habits good habits and obviously lose whatever amount of pounds that's life-changing and it's it's one year's work for 50 years gain for some people, 60 years gain, eight years gain, however young you are. So it isn't a long game, but we've got to think a little bit longer than a month, two months. Okay, so understand why weight fluctuations are happening and don't just quit when your weight goes up a pound or two pounds because it's out of your control. Start thinking, what am I doing day to day to ensure I get the results that I want. And if you are doing those things, then good. But remember, after four weeks, if you do cycle one, cycle two, if you haven't lost any weight, you have to change something. You have to be in a calorie deficit. Are you ready to be in a calorie deficit? You have to ask all these questions and then you have to make changes, okay? Now, if you need any help with that, I am always available for a chat. Always, doesn't matter who you are, you listen to this, you need help, I am always here for a chat, okay? So I hope this video helps. Women do have it a little bit harder than men. Um, but don't worry about too much about your weight. Use it as a tool, but remember the weight fluctuations are going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. So just think about what you're doing day to day and ensure that you are doing these things to get the results in the long run. Okay, hope you enjoyed it. I will be back for another episode very soon. I'll see you all.